Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. Jason Roundsville here, joined as always by my co-host Dylan Ray. Dylan, how you doing? Oh, well, hunting seasons have kicked off, so I'm better than I was two weeks ago. It's That's what uh, we, we had a couple of promotions we wanted to talk about and just talk about hunt season. Plus, uh, some of the guests that we talked to, now's just a tough time to get people on. So, that's some things we wanted to visit about. So that's what today is. Yeah. Uh, I know hunt seasons have kicked off, and some of them, it seems like I've kicked butt, and some of them seems like I've kicked us in the teeth. Yeah. I I told my guide last week, I said, dude, we're playing cat and mouse, and I don't know if we're the cat or the mouse. Yeah, yeah. It's That's like, it hey, was. yeah, we're, we're playing cat and mouse, and either way, we're getting food stomped sometimes. Yeah, no kidding. Um, now, where are you Where are you headed right now? You're You're on a hunt right now. I'm, I'm getting ready to, I'm going to go do some elk hunting. So I've been bouncing around a little bit. I, I did an antelope hunt in Oregon. Um, that was fun. It was, it was a good, solid hunt. It just, I just didn't see the quality of bucks that I was expecting. I wound up, I took the biggest one that I saw, but, you know, I think what we need to do is we need to have some kind of, like, trophy for the most people who shoot like 65 inch antelope yeah because i 
I'm stacking up the 65 inches. I swear, man. There you uh, go. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be 67 to get in the book. And I'm I'm missing everything by an inch or two. I wish so, I would have seen a 67 inch elk. <laughs> no kid. It's tough when you're not seeing them. I, I hunted a couple of days, two weeks ago. I wasn't seeing them, wasn't hearing them. And then this weekend I got out and I had one of the coolest tree stand experiences anyway of my career. I, I was sitting in a tree stand and I had cows and calves coming through and I had a really nice six point bull, what I would estimate to be, you know, that 330, 335 range. Really, you know, real good bull for my part of the world. And he was running cows and one of the when the cows were filing through, I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going to have this guy, you know, somewhere between 30 and 40 yards. And it's all over, but the pack out. And then he just stayed up. He stayed about 100 yards away and just running cows. It was a great experience. Just didn't did seal the deal. But Yeah. That's just how it goes, man. Better than is. my hunt. At least you uh, saw animals. I know. Yeah, and you were in. You're in Idaho, and it sounds like the fires got you. Yeah, absolutely tore us up, man. The forest fires all around us. You, you know, you'd wake up one morning and you'd be okay, and and uh, you know you could obviously still smell smoke, but visually um, you were good. And then you wake up some mornings you couldn't see 120, 130 yards. I mean, just you know covered up in smoke and. You know, we, we sat there one morning glass and, and we were watching the, the helicopters dump water across the river on the fire. Um, and so, you know, we just we figured out rather quickly if all you can smell is smoke, then that's all the elk can smell. So if you take away their biggest defense, then, well, they're not going to trust anything. So, um, yeah. you know, they, they just couldn't buy into our calls because, you know, they didn't have their nose to verify anything that we were doing. And, you know, one of the biggest things is, those elk don't know if that fire is, you know, four miles away or 400 yards away. Well, they know yeah. the smoke is bad. Um, it kills us. You know, <laughs> we have these fires that kill us and, and they don't know where the fire is at. They just know, man, we smell fire. And so yeah. they, they shut up and locked down and, and, uh, you know, rough hunt, but I did get to see some bears. Um, so that was cool. Got to, got a shot at a bear and, oh, blew it. <laughs> Um, but you know, which, uh, which boat did you take? My recurve. You your recurve. Yeah, That's and I shot awesome, man. Could couldn't have been more than three inches too high. Um, you know, I saw where it came out. Uh, got a pastor came out about mid body, but I think I just uh, I think I overcompensated for the heights of the tree stand. Um, and, and uh, shot too high, so. Probably clipped top of the back lung and, and uh, just never found him. So, but can't complain about getting a shot. So, yeah. Well, at least at least you got into something there. That's good. Yeah, yeah that I was just, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I've got an antelope hunt that goes for a few more days. That's in Southwest Idaho, and I've had cameras up. I put them up a few months ago. And I went over and looked to 15 to the same. I, so I went to the same waterhole I got my buck on last year. And uh, last year there were scrapes 
I mean, I would have never hunted this area because it just doesn't look like it's an antelope area. I just don't think it holds a lot of antelope, but it's just very low densities, but it's kind of neat. It doesn't get a lot of pressure. So you're not, you know, fighting right. the other people. And last year, scrapes up and down the road. It's kind of why I hunted it. And then this year, those scrapes, I went through over 50,000 pictures last night uh, from the two cameras I had on this thing and not one antelope. So I, I am not going to go sit there for the last three days. Of that. so that's, that's why I'm headed over to, to try my hand at elk. Yeah. So, well, hey, what? You're, you're headed to what? Idaho, correct? No, I'm headed back, back to Oregon. Oh, gotcha. So I was going to take a few days on Idaho, and, and I just, you know, if they're not there, it's fine. There's a couple other areas that, you know, I think I could have tried and, and located, but I'm kind of excited. I really, I've got a good shot at, at a quality elk, I think. We're getting some good ones on camera, so I'm kind of excited about that. I want to try that. Well, I can meet you there. Yeah. Uh, Jump on a plane. So, All right. Hey, you know, one other thing that I'm excited about that, that we want to tell people about, I was talking to Ricky Kruger today, who's the head of our youth program. And uh, these guys, we are doing a drawing next week, literally next Monday, for all of our youth members. And this is for an all-expenses-paid blacktail hunt in California. We're going to cover the tag. We're going to cover the outfitter. We're going to cover the transportation. So here is a chance. It's, it's going to be for a youth hunter to come in. Uh, we'll get you the information for the outfitter. Um, so what it is, if, if you're a youth member or you have a youth member in your house, if they are signed up, they're already entered. You have until Sunday night to get them entered for this drawing. And we are giving it away next week. So what is, what's the date on Sunday? What, um, what? Let's see. Today is the 12th. So Sunday is the 18th. Okay. So you have until the 18th to get youth members signed up to be entered for this chance to, uh, to win a hunt. Like I said, we're going to announce it on this podcast next Tuesday and then we'll uh we'll let people know on social media we're gonna be doing a big push. So we're excited about it. Um thanks to Ricky and his team for for getting this put together so that we can do this for our youth members. What a neat opportunity. I mean yeah, absolutely you know I grew up blacktail hunting and so I kind of take it for granted but how many people out there have not shot a blacktail? I have not. This, you have not. There you go. If you were just a little younger, not that much younger, but just a little bit younger, um, this would be for you. So what if my kid wins it and I take it from him? Um, I think you have to be, I think you have to be, it's either 10 or 12 in California. So I, I don't think, he's going to be qualified to win have you ever seen that? i don't know i mean we have you we have youth hunters that are 
you know, under 12. I'm not sure how that's going to, that's for Ricky to decide. So anyway, really excited about uh, the youth um, opportunity. Give me just a minute and I will find out exactly who that's through. This is from, let's see, Tina Marie Shotsma with Arrow 5 Outfitters um, is who this hunt is through. And so um, our youth team got this secured, and, and I think it's a full donation hunt for these guys. So awesome. big shout-out Big shout out to Arrow 5 Outfitters, you know, for uh, taking care of bow hunting, taking care of the youth, and, and uh, you know, Uh-oh, getting everything. they got you now, dude. They're coming they to get you. <laughs> hey, that's uh, – this is, for, this is the first time I've ever interrupted a podcast from an ambulance. <laughs> we're coming to you live from the back of an ambulance. Yeah, we're coming to you live from, from the middle of nowhere where they still have ambulances. Um, yeah, so anyway, appreciate that to our, our outfitter partners. We've got some great support from them. Um, all of our outfitters treat us very good, so a lot of programs we couldn't do without them. So we appreciate that. So can I not just, uh, have you seen the, uh, have you seen the, um, you know, what's it called? Uh, bench warmers where the pitcher shows up and he says, I'm 12. And he just gives them the piece of paper with crayon on it and says, I'm 12 and crayon. You think that right. would work? Uh, you know, you can try that. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that would work, but you call, you can try it. Uh, oh, hey, if it would work, that'd be cool. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see how Shelly verifies the age at the office. I'm going to test it. Okay, I just got to thank Ricky. Uh, he says they need to be 12 to hunt in California, but signing up, no matter the age, will get them eligible for the big drying convention. There we so go. for this particular drawing, you do have to be 12 or old, 12 to 18. So 12 to 17. And, uh, but if you sign up now, you'll still be entered for all the other stuff that we have at convention. There we go. That's always nice when you have a question and then somebody just uh, magically sends you the answer to it via text. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know what else is, is kind of neat by a text? I don't know if it's neat or annoying. Is when you have people, like a couple guys knew that I was, I, I think I had, I don't know, 10 or 12 points to draw this antelope tag in Oregon. And uh, a couple people knew that I was going. And so Jim Willem sends me a text. He's, uh, and his, his brother Dan got this huge, like this yeah, great giant. Tag. Yeah, he got this giant antelope. And so. Jim sends me this. He says, "Hey, here's a little, uh, here's a little inspiration for your hunt." And then you go out there, and then, like, it's one thing if you don't have a chance at a buck like that, but I didn't even see a buck remotely close to that. And I'm not sure how, but somehow this hunt I was on, there had already been two rifle seasons, so I had an archery hunt that was the third season. And I had cameras up all over the place. I went out and um, 
bought a bunch of cameras. It's the Covert series from our, our friends over at Paradigm. And I mean, I had cameras all over the place. Some of them were sending stuff to my cell phone, which was completely awesome. But I, I got to tell you, like the first rifle season came and went. I didn't notice a big change. I was still seeing a few bucks. Nothing big, but, you know, it's a good area with some migration potential. And, and then the second rifle season came and went. And I think they killed every buck that was there. Because I saw, I saw bucks running does. Like I saw these two little bucks that, I mean, they were shorter than their ears. And they had about 20 does between them. And it, wow. and it was, they were feeling like the kings. I told those guys, I said, gentlemen, I don't think there's any elk in Idaho. And they said, uh, oh, you know, I said, you can't prove me wrong. Like at this point in the hunt, there's nothing you can do to prove me wrong. And, uh, and <laughs> I stand by it. I don't think there's any elk in Idaho. Yeah. And well, where you were, that's a tough, that's a tough hunt regardless. I mean, I've hunted that area. Um, gosh, I think it was four, three or four years ago. I, I got my bull in early and, uh, called a buddy of mine. I said, Jesse, I said, Hey man, you want to, you want to go hunt Idaho for elk? And he says, well, heck yeah, I'll, I'll go. And we were able to just zoom over there, get over the counter tags. Now in Idaho, all of the tags sell out in hours. I'm not sure what has changed, but you know, it went from years and years. You could just show up and get a tag. And now if you don't get them the, the first day, you don't get them. Yeah. So, well, uh, it's a I good state to hunt. It's pretty cheap. That's what, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, uh, it's tough when you're on a hunt like that and you don't have enough. I mean, hunting's hunting. But if you don't have an opportunity, it, it gets frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, you know, the guides and the outfitters, you know, they're doing everything they can to get you in a spot. It's just sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. you can't, you absolutely can't control the weather. You can't control the moon. You can't control forest fires. Um, there are certain things that are just absolutely out of your control and, Sucks when they all happen to fall in, in line while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. What's up next for you on your on your hunt schedule? Uh Kansas season opened today. It did. Okay. So when are you gonna start chasing those? Uh tonight. <laughs> no. Um probably Thursday. Uh I'll go out and and uh see if i can't find any deer so i usually bounce back and forth i'm only i'm only 16 miles from the oklahoma border so i usually bounce back and forth between kansas and oklahoma you know if things aren't looking good in kansas for the day i'll drive to oklahoma and if things aren't looking good for oklahoma i'll hunt in kansas and so i usually spend the rest of my fall bouncing back and forth between kansas and oklahoma um, got three buck tags to fill there. And then, um, I usually like to finish off late season in Missouri. Um, got a buck tag there and then I'll spend Thanksgiving break hunting with my dad in Arkansas. So, um, a lot of whitetails coming up. A lot of whitetails. Well, I've got air miles. No problem. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, um, just, 
are we announcing who our guest is going to be next week? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, should, should we do that? We did the. So this is the podcast that we did. That was, we threw it out there and we said, Hey, if you have a, an idea, you know, if you have something that you think can, can compete with our, what do you bring along with you? Non-traditional item. We challenged everybody to send us their entries and we actually got some, um, and we did pick one. So, um, pretty excited about that. We've got, uh, Blake I also threw out. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so anyway, Blake from Texas is going to be with us next week. Um, we're trying to have him on even this week, but apparently it's his honeymoon. And, uh, so I'm just saying, lit- I would, I would drop a honeymoon for a podcast with, with us. That's- okay. Well, one of my questions is going to be, what are you doing getting married during hunting season? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that has to be a question, but I think he's trying to take after, you know, he's doing the Lee Lakoski method of, you know, to spoil the wife, you know, put the wife first and then she'll let you go hunting. Kind of. I think that might be or, or the whole Lee Lakoski, like we'll spend our every anniversary mule deer hunting. Like, <laughs> see, nothing wrong with that. I got married yeah. on I got married on Thanksgiving. That way, it, it's just one holiday. I don't have to give up, you know, more, more time. It's just on Thanksgiving. Isn't that a little selfish? No, uh, uh-uh. no, not a little. You know, bit. it's funny. I called my dad and I said, "Hey, dude, Chrissy wants to get married November tenth or whatever," and he said, "Okay, I won't be there." And I said, "Dad, you have to be there. It's my wedding." And he said, "Dude, I'm not going to be there." And my dad's was was officiating the wedding he's a minister and so i said dude you have to be there you're preaching the wedding and he said no i don't think you understand dude i've already spent a whole lot of money on your deer on my deer camp for the year and it's that week and so i won't be there and so i changed it and i said well now what are we going to do and i said well you know we've got we got thanksgiving i mean that would uh free up all of our family to be there and so we got married thanksgiving you know, if, if you had to either A, compete with a, a national holiday or B, deer camp, I guess we know how that went. Yeah. Yeah. Deer no, camp. Dad won. dad won. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And that was when my wife realized, oh, crap, like I'm marrying into a hunting family. And then it yeah. was like, at least now you know, like I missed my son's birthday my son turned four the day I left to go to Idaho for elk hunting. And she was like, I can't believe you're missing my son's birthday. I'm like, well, he's already had three of them. He's going to have a whole lot more. So, you know, it's not like anyways, missed the first day of school. And I'm like, well, listen, they've got 13 years of it. So it'll be okay. Like it's just one year. So anyways, that, that was when she realized like hunting seems to take a priority this time of year. Yeah, I had somebody one time, and they were actually cutting out of a, uh, it was one of our Ducks Unlimited dinners, and they were they were not coming to the DU dinner because they said, hey, my wife went into labor. And I'm like, you're not a doctor. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you don't even need you to know? be there. Actually, it'll yeah, make, you, probably be better for her if you're not there. You know, I just caused trouble. Yeah, you're just a spectator. You're not yeah. missing anything. And you're certainly not going to win any any guns or or raffle prizes at the hospital. Yeah, but if you do, that's a dope hospital. 
Yeah. I am. I did already plan. Um, so our bow hunter bash at the Baku Center um, in May, I, I'm i planning on going to try to run up back to Idaho um, and shoot some spring bear since I'm already going to be in Ogden. It's only a quick five-hour jog over to shoot some spring bear. So uh, that's my plan is bring my recurve and then jog up and shoot some spring bears. and Nice. Kill two that birds. That sounds with, pretty good. Kill two bears I, with one stone. Yeah, that's. That sounds really good. Yeah, you in? I might be in. Yeah, I might be. I might be able to swing that. It'll be fun for sure. No, but uh, yeah, my kids and my wife know that during this time of year, hunting and the Razorbacks take priority over pretty much everything else. So, gotcha. Hey, speaking of win, you know, we're talking about winning and and stuff. Did uh, have we made the official announcement? for the summer sizzler raffle we have not no okay well me, do you have the that. winners yeah we get it let's announce that i know you're i know you're putting it on on uh facebook later but now there's still hope if these people don't get back with us there's still hope we've got dwight g from illinois we've got dwight? my Michael N from New York and we've got uh, Andrew York. S from Michigan. Those are our three winners in that All order, right. I believe. All right. Well, congratulations to those three. Had some fantastic prizes there. And uh just thanks to everybody who participated. A lot of our a lot of our things that we do, the conservation stuff and um you know, it's dependent on the raffles and some of the the other income areas that we have to, to make those work. So appreciate everybody who donates for the raffles and, and everybody who participates and buys tickets. That's what it takes to make, make the world go around these days. I'm just saying, might I say two of those winter winners spent $100 and now they're going on either the trip of a lifetime or getting a grill and a meat package <laughs> for $100. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good investment right there. You're absolutely I'll right. You, I'll tell you what, if you want to honestly, if you want to talk about being lucky, um I I have a story for that. So, oh, there no. was yeah, it was um I think it was Saturday uh Friday night um th this guy that I I met, he's he's at elk camp, he's uh up there with my buddy Dave. Anyway, Duke, Duke hit an elk, and uh, so we went up Friday night after dark to look for this thing. wasn't bleeding at all. I mean, we were finding spots of blood. And this is this is in the headlamp, which sometimes when you're blood trailing with a headlamp, it it actually shines a little bit, and it was there just wasn't much blood. So anyway, we were getting blood every twenty to fifty yards, and it was just dark. And so we just decided to back out. We didn't want to bump us. So we backed out. We went up there the next morning. We tracked this thing. Mostly, I mean, blood specs every, you know, for a while it was every 50 yards. Then all of a sudden there, we just wasn't, we we're following a trail, you know, trying to track it. And uh, anyway, we wound up finding this elk. We jumped, you know, he, 
we, I, I found it. I get him over there. He puts another arrow in it, and it runs just up the, over the hill. We wind up finding this thing, and as I'm grabbing my phone to drop a pin so that I can figure out the best way to get a quad, because we had to go all the way around, several miles around to get a quad in to, to get the quarters. And I realized my phone is now missing. Uh. And so we just tracked an elk through a mile and a half of sagebrush. And I mean, here, here's how thick some of this was is, is when we finally found this elk and it wasn't bleeding at all. So we actually were doing circle and so we're the three of us were all standing there and it's waist deep sagebrush and we said okay we're gonna run grids through this little bowl we we can't pick up her track we don't think she she left this bowl so we're gonna run grids through this bowl and all of a sudden i'm just like wait i took like three steps i'm like guys i could smell elk i said it's here this elk is here somewhere and it was six feet away from me and you couldn't see it that's how thick some of this stuff was. So anyway, after spending hours and hours tracking this elk, finally found it for Duke. He, it was his first elk with a bow. He was pretty excited. He's working on his Super 10. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm hiking down and I'm worried about my phone. And because uh, it wasn't in my pocket and I checked my jacket pocket, which I had actually put in his backpack wasn't there so i'm like okay maybe it's still at camp i go down hike out go back to camp grab a four-wheeler check the tent check my truck phone's not to be found so it's literally gone try getting on the phone apparently if you forget your google password account they can't track your phone there's nothing they can do <laughs> so my phone is now laying somewhere out in the wilderness unknown where i get up there we load this elk up and I'm just distraught because I just have no idea how this is all going to turn out. And these guys hiked back down the hill and found my phone along. It was actually right where Duke put the second arrow in this elk. And I'm just like, I didn't know. So I was prepared. I'm, I'm like, man, I'll have, I'll have to break camp and drive, get a new phone and try to switch all this stuff over. I had no idea what I was going to do. And anyway, sure enough, they found it. And man, you want to talk about relieved and feeling like you just won? That's, I felt like I've won. I've never lost my phone before. That's the first time. And then when you lose it in the middle of the national forest, that's just something else. I, uh, that's exactly, that story reminds me a lot because like where that bear took us, I was like, you're literally going to have to step on this bear to find it. I mean, it was just ridiculous, ridiculously thick brush above our heads. Like it was like, there's no chance. I mean, there's no chance of, of seeing this bear from a ways off. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was bad, man. And so it got to that point where it's just like, man, this is a needle in a haystack and the haystack is a mountain. And so, um, we just, called it quits and pulled out but yeah i've had a couple uh i've had a couple phone losses in the woods never fun yeah i had no i it just that one just blew my mind so for the a garmin, second there 
the Garmin helped me find it one time. I was just walking around. And it had disconnected from the watch, obviously, because I had, you know, left it miles away. But I was walking through the woods and my watch vibrates saying phone reconnected or whatever. And I was like, so crap, I got to wow. be close. That's so, cool. So then Garmin has a function where you can ping your phone. And and so I click find my phone and then I hear ding, 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 led me right to it. So I was like, wow. Garmin just cost me my phone or saved me my phone, I should say. I did not know that. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. You that was, I was sick, man. I was sick, but it was all good. I mean, they, he, they, he, I met him along the road coming the other way. And, uh, cause I was going to have to borrow somebody else's phone so I could go call Google and try to figure all this out. I was going to internet so I could get on my laptop in case I could reset a password. Every time you reset a password, they want to send you a text, which is great unless you lost unless your you've phone. lost your phone and you're trying to reset your password so you can do a phone locate. Um, yeah. So anyway, it uh, it all worked out great. But I was I was going to borrow somebody's phone and then they they held mine up and I I literally just fell down in the middle of the field. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. There you go. So anyway, I, that's. I didn't win a hunt, but I felt as but you found as, your phone. Yes. So I didn't think there was any chance. So shout out to Dave and Duke for finding my phones. Appreciate it. Shout out to Google for nothing. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. It's you know, since we're doing shout outs, yeah, Verizon worthless. <laughs> Samsung worthless. Diet Mountain Dew? Worthless. Diet Mountain Dew, that may have kept me going. But yeah, everything else was just, I don't know where these people are from, but if I'd have had one more person tell them, oh, I know how you feel. I'll, no, you don't know how I feel. I'm mad. I'm pissed off. I'm worried. And now you won't help me. And uh, at one point in time, I said, okay. I entered a password. It said it said it was changed 28 days ago. Oh, that's good. Oh, does that help us? No, but that's good. I'm like, how is that good? No, but way to change your password. Yeah. So it's probably because I forgot the last password and had to change yeah. it. That's probably it. So, yeah. Anyway, so if uh, if you want to feel lucky like I did when these guys found my phone, make sure you enter your youth for the drawing. It's going to put them in for... This blacktail drawing, which we will announce next week, it will put them in for all of the other drawings that we're going to be doing. I think there's like three or four other trips that we're going to be doing live in Reno. So make sure you get your youth entered and uh, and give them a shot to win a bunch of great prizes. So thanks to Ricky Kruger and his team for putting all that together. And uh, you'll hear the winners here next week. Hopefully it's my kid. If we draw my kid on the air, I'm going to be freaking out. Yeah, you know what? We put him in because we don't do anything with the drawing. Ricky's going to do the drawing. And let us know. Then we're going to do the announcement next week on the podcast. So what if all three of my kids are already members? Are they already in this drawing? They're already in the drawing. There we go. So I got three. Well, I've only got one chance because I've only got one 12 year old. But yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, well, I'll 
I'm sure they have a way for figuring out who the winner is. We'll just we'll draw an alternate. So. Yeah. I'm just gonna show up and say I'm Hayden. Yeah. Hello, my name is Hayden. I'm 12. I'm 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 12 to the 38th power. Hey, listen. If people can choose their gender, why can't I choose my age? You know. You know, if you don't know what bathroom to use, you ain't going out with us. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying, if people get to say, pick and choose their gender, I can say I'm 12 and there's nothing you can say about it. You know, I I, I have no comment. Actually, <laughs> I just have no comment that isn't going to get me in a lot of trouble. And I don't need help getting into trouble. Yeah. No, so, I've, been, I've been doing that on my own pretty well lately. So. Yeah. Yeah. And just official statement here. You heard it here first. In regards to crossbows, we do not allow crossbows nor will we ever allow crossbows into our records. Right. Just in case you're wondering. Just covering that. Uh, yeah. Just in case you're wondering, that's not something that's on our to-do list. That is something that is firmly not on our to-do list. Yep. So, anyway. Well, Dylan, um, I'm anxious to... Uh, to see how this goes, see if we can generate some, some more youth for this program. Those guys are working hard on it. And, uh, frankly, I'm hoping that by next week, I might have actually shot a big elk. I've seen some good That'd ones. That'd be cool. Really good ones. Now, just so everybody knows, a youth membership is only 10 bucks. 10 bucks. So you're telling me that you can get a, a blacktail hunt, including travel license tag, for 10 bucks. Ten dollars, yeah. That's that's a very good deal. Yeah, every single one of my kids uh, are members. Yeah, well, we'll we'll blow that up on social media this week. See if we can't get some folks to sign up. That we will. All right. Well, hey everybody, appreciate you listening, and uh, good luck out there this fall. If you've made it out, I hope it was fruitful. If you're still prepping to go, um. May you be blessed in the field. Be safe out there and, uh, and good luck.